Alrighty, now next up, we're going to have a look at two growing trends in the wine market, and that is sustainable wine and wine in a can. You'd drink a lot of wine out of a can, Ben, wouldn't you? Well, you know what? It used to be a bit of a taboo topic in the same way as, you know, the the, the goon cask was a bit of a taboo <laughs> yeah. topic. But there's some great innovative things happening in the marketplace, and I'm excited to hear all about them. Well, Tom O'Donnell is one of Australia's leaders in sustainable and canned wine. He's the co-founder and winemaker for Riot Wine Co. He's joined us on the line to tell us a bit more. Tom, good evening. Gentlemen, how's things? Very well. Tell us about Riot Wine. We were talking about taboo topics before, and I think probably uh, one of the things I sort of do around the country is talking about wine in can and wine on tap and how it's okay and why it's okay. But I always refer to the fact that uh, wine used to come out of a bottle that had a cork in it, Mm. and then whenever I moved to screw cap, it took a little bit of time people get their head around it. So can, essentially, is the next evolution of that. So we're offering something that's really fresh, uh, really bright, has less preservatives, but we're not sort of replacing the bottle format, but it's uh, the next evolution of uh, the consumer point of drinking, if you like. You talk about freshness there, Tom, and I think that that's one of the key things in the liquor industry at the moment, because our wines are actually being produced nowadays to be consumed almost instantaneously, aren't they? There's a crazy stat, I think about 85% of wine uh, bought in Australia is consumed within 24 hours of uh, purchase. Which <laughs> really? Is, which, is pheno- which is phenomenal. Um, and a bit worrying. What we're trying to do is say, <laughs> basically, what, what we're doing is saying, if you buy a wine out of a can or if you have one of our uh, wines on tap, you're tasting it as fresh as I did in the winery. So a stainless steel keg is a small version of what I use in a winery and a keg can even, even smaller version of that. So effectively, you're, you're tasting something as fresh as the winemaker did in the winery. It's a pretty good way of drinking. Are you seeing much growth in the idea, both here in Australia and globally? And, I guess, how do people react when you tell them what you're doing, making wine in a can? Is it respected yet? Uh, good question. Um, it's definitely globally. There's some phenomenal stats that come out of the US, particularly the growth market over there, so the way that wine in can is growing uh, in the US market. I believe it's topped the table uh, of, of wine growth uh, for the last two years in a row for, for a new category. Uh, developing in the US. Mm. In Australia, it's very new, right? So we're, we're sort of developing a category, if you like. So that we don't have the numbers to sort of back it up or justify it. All I can say is um, people are drinking wine out of can and, and really liking it. When I think about fresh wine or crisp wines, I obviously think about white wines, you know, Semsav Blancs, uh, Sauvignon Blancs. But does it, uh, does it allow you to consume other types of products like your Shirazes and Cab Savs as well? So are you a Rosé fan, Luke? Yes. <laughs> Anything that's sweet, though. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> if something's no, a little no, fruity, um, he's good. <laughs> no, it's a very good question. So, um, uh, effectively, what we're doing is we're making wines that are meant to be uh, enjoyed young and, 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 and drunk young. Um, so, we actually released them quite early. So, effectively, we've basically got a year sales cycle, right? So, I'm about to release the first about 2019 wines. Mm-hmm. And we're making a lot of whites, a lot of rosés. Um, we make some sort of lighter, bright styles of red, like Grenache from McLaren Vale. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go into the big, heavy, dense, gloopy style of Shiraz and Cabernet. It's not really suited to the format. Uh, it's not suited to the vessel. And those wines need to age and evolve over time. We're trying to put something out that's fun, fast, fresh and accessible. Tom, if you put that rosé in the freezer, does it turn into a frosé? <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I guess it can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the other point with, with wine in the can, it's just so convenient mm. if you're going camping or to the beach or for a walk or to the park where glass necessarily isn't permitted. It's just so easy to carry. It's easy to carry, but I also would have thought that the single serve option might yeah. be a really good option for people who just want to have a glass at the end of the night. Is that um, right, Tom? Totally. So, right, so our, our cans come in 250ml cans. Mm. So effectively, when you open a can, you're, you're having two glasses of wine. So if that's you and your partner or uh, you, you and whoever or just yourself <laughs> that wants two glasses of wine, um, you're having two fresh glasses of wine. You're not having to, mm. to either commit to a whole bottle yeah. um, or uh, yeah. essentially drink too much. So yeah, You can still have a six-pack, though, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> But look, one of the things that I've, I, I, I speak to a lot of consumers, Tom... In the background, just ordering a case of wine, sorry. <laughs> Perfect timing. Tom, one of the things that you notice with people is that they also want to drink in a variety of different places. So going camping, for example, or sitting there in the spa at the end of the night. It really opens up a whole other uh, you know, market where you can consume the product, doesn't mm. it? No, totally, absolutely. So the convenience factor is massive. So aluminium's in, infinitely recyclable. So it's a good sort of feel-good message there. But you don't, you, you, you can now drink good quality wine anywhere in the world. You don't have to worry about, oh, can I take a glass or mm. do I need to drink a good glass? You can take it on a boat. You can have it by the pool. You can have it camping. Uh, you can have good wine anywhere in the world now. Yeah. And Tom, the other interesting thing about what you do there at Riot Wine is that you don't have any vineyards. You actually go around each year and handpick the best grapes wherever they may be. Is that right? Absolutely. So we're South, completely South Australian. So everything we we make is from South Australian vineyards, but we, we don't own the vineyards. That, that's spot on. So effectively what that allows us to do is if there's a, you know, a heat event or a rain event in a particular region, we can then go and sort of uh, pick the best of the parcels, if you like, and, and sort of make the best fruit from that best vintage um, and have some really, really enjoyable wines. Does that become an issue when it comes to consistency of the wine you're making or does the consistency come in the fact that your customers know that they're drinking the best wine that is available? There's always variation. There's vintage variation, right? But there's consistency and quality. So you always know you're going to get something that's uh, a quality product when you when you buy right. But uh, there's no doubt that in wine, different to beer or, or soft drinks or kombucha for that matter, um, there's, consistent, sorry, there's, uh, there's variation between vintages which means that you're essentially drinking quality beverage, right? It's grown in the season. It should taste like the season. Simple question, if, if, or maybe an ignorant question, but if you have a, a wine that is put in a bottle versus a can versus a keg, will the same wine taste different in each vessel? Uh, if, you make it in that, if you make a wine and put it in those vessels, then absolutely. What we do is we make wine specifically for can mm. and specifically for keg, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not making bulk wine. We're not making wine for bottle. The biggest difference there is there's no light and no oxygen that gets into our packaging format, so keg or, or, or can for that matter. So you're tasting something that's super fresh. It has a very, very low uh, preservative or sulfur level. So effectively, we're making wine. Uh, we start with the end in mind. So we're making wine. We know exactly how it's going to be packaged. We know, it, we know how it's going to taste, and I want you guys to drink it just like I did in the winery. We're also hearing a lot about sustainable wine. It's a term we're hearing a lot lately. You fall into that category. Tell us exactly what is sustainable wine. Totally. So there's a few things there, but starting in a vineyard, I guess, is probably a good, a good place to start where you know, we, we have great growers that have solar panels in their vineyard to essentially power the pumps that irrigate the, the grapes, which is awesome. But effectively, um, the biggest part of sustainability is 
the stainless steel kegs that we use, uh, on average, they're refilled four times a year. We use them for 30 years. Mm-hmm. One keg saves 23,000 bottles, uh, 750 mil bottles from landfill. So wow. massive sustainability angle there. Glass is sustainable, but a lot of it gets filtered through to rubbish and doesn't actually get recycled. So there's a different sustainability angle there. There you go. Where can we get right wine? Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, you'll be able to buy Riot Rouge, uh, which is our beautiful McLaren Barrow Grenache at Dan Murphy's in store. At the moment, we're in a bunch of independent uh, retailers. We're also like the Maryvale Group uh, on-premise in Sydney. So a bunch of good good hospitality venues around the country. Fantastic. It's everywhere. The website, if you'd like to check them out, is riotwineco.com.au. And the man behind the magic is Tom O'Donnell. Tom, really appreciate your time tonight. Pleasure. Thanks, Jen.